I'm having just a little bit of fun with Don in the comment section there and uh, this morning. And no, I wasn't drinking, but I will tell you, I, I felt foggy in my brain this morning for some reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> I took some, uh, a little bit of, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't drinking. Just for the record, I was drinking, I was drinking coffee this morning with this fine mug from our friends at WHCF 88.5 up in Bangor. And um, coffee, put a little bit of butter and some salt in there, seeing if I can. I think my electrolytes might be just a little bit low this morning. So um, a little bit of of salt, a little bit of butter, and uh, see if that doesn't perk my brain up just a little bit this morning. Uh, sometimes that helps. You know, our bodies are incredibly complex things, and we don't think about it. I mean, we just kind of 
and sometimes I don't think about it enough either, but I'm kind of dialed in right now and aware of things like how salt affects me or um, a lack of salt uh, or different things. And so I'm, I'm quite a bit cued in and just the little things that, that sometimes make a big difference in, in our body. And uh, so that's why I mentioned butter, mentioned salt. Uh, yes, I am back on my keto uh, and deeply into that right now. And uh, very, just, just aware, body aware. Uh, you know, everything from looking at my lower legs and uh, seeing how thin they can be when I'm living as I need to, to um, even the way my brain seems to function. Uh, this morning, it's a little bit off. So, I mean, and that's part of it. Uh, we can oftentimes, and this this has nothing to do with our study, but just I want to be of encouragement to you in your life. Uh, uh, There's a lot of factors that affect our health, and sometimes we can correct measures in in our health, uh, even our mental emotional health, by uh, proper diet and exercise. Now, I know some of you right now are going to click me off and probably not want to listen because I'm talking about this stuff, but but friends, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, and we need to try to take care of the body. And, and sometimes we have limitations. I know that uh, there there are uh, lots of biological factors. There are hereditary factors. Uh, we have other illness. I, I, I'm not trying to uh, you know disregard any of those things, but where we can, as we can, it does make a difference in in how we live. Uh, and the quality of our lives, uh, and even at times treating. To give you an example, uh, I have had off and on for some time something called the dawn phenomenon. Uh, and the dawn phenomenon is where you get up in the morning and your blood sh- blood glucose levels are spiked. So, I mean, I, I w- can get up in the mornings and, and uh, you know, mine often would be um, 120, 130, you know, I, I've even had some mornings where I'll get up, and this is when probably there's some illness or some some uh, fight in my body going on. And I, I mean, I've had as high in the morning uh, a few times when it's like 172. Now, for some of you that maybe have other issues, that might be low to you. But for the normal uh, person with with who's not diabetic or doesn't have other factors, that that is it's considered high. Um, but with diet and exercise, I, I'm back down in the 90s uh, uh, when I get up in the morning, and I'm, I, I give God thanks for that. But I just want to be of encouragement to you. Uh, you know, take, take some charge, take some responsibilities. One of the things in America I think we do a, a, a horrible job of, I know some of you logged in thinking, hey, I'm going to get to listen to the Book of Acts. We're going to get there. Trust me, we're going to get there. But, but I just want to be of encouragement to you uh, and, and for those of us that are followers of Christ to try to encourage each other in, in our health, uh, and those of you that are at it, keep at it, um, and, and it, it's, it, you start somewhere, you know. Uh, when I got back into walking and things like that this spring, I mean, I, I wasn't very inclined to want to go very far, but now I would prefer to go five to seven miles a day uh, on a walk, and uh, so, and here's our resident nurse, Walter Huss, speaking into the situation. 
and uh, telling us, you know, your, your blood sugar levels, glucose levels uh, should be down more in the range of uh, 100, and that's that's where I am, Don. So you'd be proud, of, not Don, not Walter, well, both of you, all of you, you'd be proud of me, Walter. It is down um, below uh, below 100. Uh, the last three mornings in a row, I've been below 100. And a few weeks ago, I had one that had spiked at 172. Now, I, I think I had some infection or something going on that particular day. Uh, but just for us to take care of ourselves. Now, uh, Food is a part of that. Exercise is a part of that. Getting enough hydration is a part of that. Okay, that is enough on that front. We need to get into our study. I just want to encourage you, friends. Let's encourage each other. Let's help each other. Um, we're having, uh, coming up uh, in a few weeks at our church uh, on the, th- the last Sunday of the month. Was it the 25th? Is that this Sunday? I think it might be this Sunday. We're having an, an after-church potluck and prayer uh, time. And, you know, if you're bringing a potluck, maybe you bring something that's it's keto-friendly. And uh, think about people uh, like me and others. I won't say other names. I know some others of you were on the same wavelength, and I won't say your name because uh, that's personal. You can say, hey, I'm there too, and be a part of the fan club if you want to be. Um, but uh, the weekend after that, we're having a, a breakfast uh, uh, thing uh, on Sunday morning. So just encourage you, there are some things we can do to take care of each other. Let's get into the Bible. That's why we're here. We're here for the Bible. Let's get into it. Yesterday, we looked at, uh, began looking at uh, Acts chapter 16. Uh, We noted the division of Paul and Barnabas. Uh, They they were deeply divided over John Mark. So John Mark and Barnabas went one direction. Paul, Timothy, uh, Silas go another direction. Uh, We talked about how sometimes division leads to multiplication. God's math is not always our math. Um, And we talked a little bit yesterday about up here in this first section uh, verses 1 through 4 about why Paul had Timothy circumcised when they, in fact, had in hand a message that they were carrying to the churches that it wasn't necessary for Gentile believers to be circumcised. The fact is, Timothy was Jewish and had been circumcised, and and to kind of quell or quiet the uh, the Jewish audience to whom they would be speaking, uh, because they would often ask perhaps each other the question, so you're a circumcised Jew? Well, yes, I am, you know, and and I, I don't know that they ever said prove it. I, I hope not. I'm not trying to be rude. It's just one of those things that just it's, it's, it makes me wonder in my mind. I mean, how, how do you really know? Uh, so had Timothy circumcised because he was Jewish, never been circumcised. They were going to be speaking to Jewish crowds and didn't want there to be anything that would cause those Jewish people, those Jewish listeners, that Jewish audience to to be able to turn away from the gospel. Uh, down at verse 5, we read this. After all this happened, it says, the churches were strengthened in the faith and they grew in numbers. What, what happened? They traveled from town to town, delivering decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem. Uh, for the people to obey, and the churches were strengthened in faith and grew daily numbers. Friends, that's my prayer. That is my hope for you, our uh, hope for us. I mean, as as you heard 
on Sunday. Uh, I will be leaving my post at Veracity uh, the end of August uh, and traveling all over the state of Maine and possibly parts of New England, as well as uh, parts around the country and places around the world. Uh, it's the calling of God upon my life. Uh, and it's my prayer. Pray with me, if you would, please, that the churches uh, that, that I get to get into would be strengthened, would be encouraged in the faith, uh, and that we would see, and it has nothing to do with me, it's all the Spirit of God, and, and there are other, other partners who are working hard trying to see the church revitalized in the state of Maine, but pray that the churches in Maine uh, would be strengthened in the faith, would, would, would begin growing in numbers. You know, while I love my family and, and was looking some, some things last night, while I love my Veracity family deeply, um, there's much work to be done across the state of Maine. And uh, friends, you've got a good church at Veracity. And those of you that are there, if, you, if you're at uh, Fairport Baptist, I don't think that's the name, I don't remember, in, Re in, in, in Fairport, uh, you got a good church. If you are uh, um, at Calvary Church in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, you've got a good church. Others of you might be a, a good. Encourage your church. Pray that your church grows numbers. Now let's keep going. It says Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from reaching, uh, from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, friends, I mean, even here uh, in, in this broadcast, we have friends in our comments during our live broadcast who are asking for help. Um, I went to South Sudan because we had friends asking for help. And, uh, you know, it took me quite a while to warm up there. And I, I believe that, that maybe some significant really, uh, I'm in dialogue with some other organizations right now and some, some significant things could really be right on the edge of happening for our friends in South Sudan. Uh, but, I mean, I, I had that sense of call, you know, come help us uh, and... You, you might get to be a part of that. The churches uh, scattered abroad were a part of helping each other. They were not independent churches. They were interdependent churches helping one another uh, promote the gospel, grow in the faith, uh, and, and all of those things. So back into it. Let me put a map up here for you. I think I've got the one... Let's see which one. I'll put this map up. And you get to see kind of the area as, as it talks in the text uh, about Phrygia and it talks about Galatia. Uh, you can see Galatia there right just the, the top center of the map, the region of Galatia. Uh, and, and they'd traveled there before. They had already been in Derby, Lystra. Uh, Iconium, Pisidian, Antioch. This is now uh, trek number two that they're going through this area. Uh, and that, that's the first missionary journey. 
Let me get up there for you. I think I have it here. The second missionary journey looked more like this. So, uh, and you can see uh, on the far right of the screen, uh, lower right-hand corner, Jerusalem. Go straight up to Antioch, and then you begin going to the left of the screen. I, I can't use my pointer on this. Uh, over to Tarsus, and then Derby, Iconium, and then you see Antioch. And then you see Troas, and you see them beginning to go around to these other places. In fact, on this particular map, some of those towns aren't even listed. But this this tends to be the direction. Now, that, that region of Galatia that you're looking at there, and Cilicia, but Galatia particularly, I mean, that was uh, that is Turkey today. And, uh, uh, and then they go over to Macedonia, where you see Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, Athens, Corinth, what we would now call Thessalonica being northern, uh, the northern, the northern republic of Macedonia, I believe, is the name um, of this area, uh, and then down uh, lower, you, the region of Greece is where Paul has gone. Um, it depends on the journeys. Sometimes they lasted a couple of years. So, you know, they, they would travel for a few years. And to me, this sounds very intriguing. In fact, my, uh, uh, my I, don't, I won't say boss, uh, my, my colleague, my partner, uh, he, he technically is my boss, uh, Mike Harder with Concentric. I mean, we were talking about the idea of getting our families, uh, family, uh, you know, Mike and his wife, Teresa, and, and me and my wife, Wendy, uh, into a place where our financial structure is such that uh, that we could go and live in some places for a month or two at a time, and to me that sounds absolutely intriguing. Uh, but you know, it, both of us, uh, our wives both work. Our wives both work to provide insurance, uh, and uh, so uh, that uh, that is not yet a reality. But to work toward that. Uh, Priscilla asking the question, do we know how long the journeys took? And sometimes they were uh, a couple of years in length. So, uh, But let's get back to the text and, and look and see what is happening here. Paul traveled with companions. I mean, often, I mean, in, in disciple-making, to travel with somebody else, I mean, that is always a, a good practice if we're able to take somebody with you. Uh, as I run about the state, I need to figure out who can I take with me. I mean, Wendy, yes, certainly could go, but she doesn't have the desire to be three hours away from home or two hours away from home on a Sunday afternoon when she has to go back to work on Monday, and I don't blame her. But to find uh, some younger people maybe who could travel with uh, and be a part of that. But Paul took companions. That is part of disciple-making. You, you take people along on the journey. And then it says in verse 16, uh, verse 6 also, they were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word of God in, in, in Asia. Now, I just want to comment on that. I mean, you think, well, why did the Holy Spirit keep them from preaching the word of God in Asia? He was trying to push them a different direction. He wanted them to go west for whatever reason, and perhaps the Lord knew he was sending other people to uh, other places and... Um, uh, and he wanted Paul specifically. It was God's will that Paul press westward because that would ultimately take him toward Rome. Paul was a Roman citizen, and as a Roman citizen, 
uh, he would eventually get uh, an, an audience there with top uh, uh, leadership in Rome. And so I think that is why he was pressing Paul westerly. Now, continuing in the text. Uh, and he saw this vision. During the night, Paul had a vision down in verse 9 of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. Uh, you know, we've talked about these things before. Uh, some people completely rule out the idea of visions. Uh, now, here's what I want to say about visions. Uh, personally, this is personal opinion, uh, and some uh, would say, well, you need to have a strong theological view on this. Well, I'm going to give you as strong of a theological view on this as, as I am comfortable giving. Some would give a... a, a a position on this that the visions and dreams just don't happen today. Uh, I can't say that. Uh, I, I don't share that same uh, level of conviction on that point as, as other people may hold to. I do believe that God can work through visions. I do believe that God can work through dreams. However, and here, here is my, my point of clarification, I think it is more the exception than the rule. Uh, I know some people that expect God is going to give visions and dreams every day, all the time. Well, when I read the scriptures, visions and dreams were exceptional things, not regular things. Uh, they, they're, we, we read about Daniel. He had these occasional huge dreams that, that now have spelled out for us uh, what will yet be uh, future history. Um, it sounds like an oxymoron, uh, or Paul having his vision, or Peter having his vision. The Bible is not loaded with, with all the various leaders always having visions. They were exceptional things that happened uh, along the way. So that, that is my particular view on visions and dreams. Now, can God maybe go beyond that with some individuals? Yes, perhaps he does, uh, but, but I think for us to think that, that visions and dreams should should just be the regular course in life of the believer, I, I don't think even within the scriptures they're a regular course within the life of a believer. So so don't hold out thinking, oh, I'm waiting for the Lord to give me a vision or a dream. No, he's given us instruction from his word. We need to practice that first. And sometimes if he's wanting to direct us differently, for instance, these changes in my life did not come through visions and dreams. Uh, they came through months and months and months of prayer and conversation with, with leadership and people whom I trust, uh, and, and that's how the conclusion was made, not through a vision, not through a dream. Uh, and I don't know that I've ever really had a vision or a dream of that type of nature in my own life. I have vision driven from Scripture, but not vision like something that I see at night. So just, just commenting on that. So you, you can be a hardliner that you must always have visions and dreams. I, I, I think that, that that runs amok personally, uh, theologically, spiritually. Uh, and I think the people that just shut it down and say there will never be or never, never are visions and dreams, I, I think that they have gone too far as well. That's where I hold out, and I have dear friends on both sides of the equation. I have dear friends who, who believe in, in full-on um, uh, application, or the, 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 you know, visions and dreams all the time. 
and, and those types of things. I have dear friends in that side that, that believe that and some who experience that. Uh, and I have uh, people on the other side who, who, who call it a question, that other side. I'm in the middle going, I love you all. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, the, the Lord is at work. And so rather than me, I mean, ra- rather than me having to uh, treat everybody as suspect with, with uh, suspicious eyes, uh, okay, to learn and to know where I stand on the issue and, and for you as well to know where you stand on the issue. Uh, as you have worked through Scripture. Um, Let me move the text to the top of the page. It says, uh, After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. I'm not going to go down into this next section and talk about the uh, the conversion of Lydia, but what I want to talk about is as the Lord shows us things, do we obey? That's the question. Uh, now, he may show us things from Scripture, principles from Scripture, uh, the idea of up early in the morning for prayer. I mean, we can see that in the Scripture. Um, the, the idea of communicating the gospel to other people uh, all the time, that's in Scripture. Uh, the idea of building up the saints in the through the application of through the the instruction of Scripture and, and mutual accountability, we see that in Scripture. Um, the idea of teaching the Word of God, that is in Scripture. Uh, the idea of worshiping together and a sense of interdependence, that is in Scripture. Uh, and so they left for Macedonia. Is God calling you to something? Now, maybe he is calling you, he's called me a different direction. Uh, and I shared that Sunday, that, uh, and I've mentioned it already, uh, to a, a, a broader destination, if you will. In fact, uh, I'm going to be on some different radio stations here coming up in the next few weeks than I've been before. So God is certainly opening the doors of ministry, and we're very thrilled for that. I'll be participating and speaking in an event in down in Portland this Sunday at, Sorry, not this Sunday, this Saturday afternoon uh, in a park. And, uh, um, you know, God is opening doors and and I need to walk through them. But what about for you? What's God telling you? What is God stirring in your heart? Now, God might be stirring in your heart about some of the health stuff that had nothing to do with the text that, that we're in this morning, but that I talked about early in this broadcast. Perhaps God will stir you there and, and, you know, reach out. Ask brothers and sisters to pray for you. Uh, you know, ask brothers and sisters if you were to uh, joint function together to slap your fingers when you're trying to grab that piece of baklava. Uh, I like baklava. Oh, my, do I like baklava. So, uh, you know, help each other in that way. Now, there are brothers and sisters that, that don't have any of that stuff that are just hoping for, for some small food. Uh, during the day, and we have those who listen to our broadcast, and we, we're trying to pray for them daily, uh, like our, our brother here, Santhus, and uh, uh, praying for the children, prayers, drinking water, I mean, and, and friends. Uh, the reality is there are places in the world where they don't have the foods, don't have access to the foods, or don't have access to money. You say, well, go get a job. Well, that, that's an American sentiment. You need to understand that there are places in the world where they just don't have jobs. It's a reality. I've been there. I've seen it. I know. And uh, 
you know, what could you do with, with some money? Uh, uh, drill well. Uh, what could you do with, with some money? Uh, sometimes it, 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 you have to figure out what is the NGO, the proper non-government organization you could work with or partner with to try to get food to some people. And, and just, you know, uh, within America and maybe Western Europe, uh, there are ways to more easily send money. I mean, we, we can send money. You know, we have apps like Venmo and Zelle. Uh, PayPal, things like that that we can use. They don't have some of those things in other, other places, which makes it quite a bit more challenging. But what, what might God be tapping you to do? You know, is, would God tap you to go on a trip with me sometime to some other place in the world? Uh, would God tap you to uh, uh, support something? And, some, and friends, many of you who listen, you do that already. And I, I want to say kudos. I want to say thank you. I want to say uh, I'm so grateful for you. Uh, and, you know, when you read in the, uh, the epistles, it speaks of many people, men and women, who are significant supporters of, of what Paul was doing. Uh, and there are some of you who are significant supporters of what, what I'm doing. And I just want to say thank you uh, for that support uh, and uh, you know, if if you're looking for a place to do to do more of that, uh, go to concentricglobal.org, uh, and you can click on the give link and go down there. And there's a place that has my name, and you can you can give there. I am working at uh, raising support uh, on that front it's at this level at this point in time, uh, mostly to support the travel. Um, and if you would like to be a part of that, you can go to uh, concentricglobal.org, find my name. And then I'll talk more another time about some of the special projects that we're also trying to see how we can help partners around the globe like Samuel Dua and others whom some of you have already helped. So, friends, we're at the end of the hour. God is calling uh, us to um, be a part of what he is doing to go where he goes, uh, to go where he sends us, uh, and to obey. May we do that today. Lord, help us to walk with you. Help us to serve you. Uh, help us to uh, glorify you. Help us to make you know. All for the glory of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you again tomorrow.